This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, February 17th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Bruh. I'm doing good, man. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. No, I'm up er- I'm up a little early today. Uh kinda got a little warm up. They got my tea ready, my zip fizz, um, my ten years hoodie. Ready to uh, have a fun, fun episode with you um as we coast along this week. What more could you ask for, right? Mm, well, a vacation. Well, yeah, which, yeah. Which we both have coming up, which is nice. Exactly. So. Yeah, and uh, just to mention, as a programming note, uh, all of next week will be best of this show because uh, Tony is headed out to Florida. I'm headed out to uh, see my boys in Southern California over the weekend. And so uh, we're going to take a little time off, and then we'll come back the following week refreshed and fresh faced and uh, whatever euphemism you want to use for. Yeah. Uh, You're going to the. Uh we're going to be on the complete opposite sides of the U.S. Exactly. I'll be in America's penis. You're in Cali, um, both Southern style. Um, it's going to be nice. Yeah, ho- hopefully you can get a few uh, Florida man picks while you're out there. Uh, I-, I will. You know, I intend to uh, disconnect. So you won't see a lot of social media, Tony. Post, post-trip, you will, but okay. not, uh, not during. I intend to just... Just take Usa, it easy. Center myself, you know, and just clear it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, folks, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host, Tony. Put on that hypothetical hat. Ooh, you already anticipated it. I was ready. If you were going to hide a body, where would you hide it? Or how would you oh, hide it? I would, I would go to Taco Bell and I'd hide it there. No. I just had the sound button. I wanted to use it to, aside Surpri- from our test. Surprisingly, you're not too far off. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. No, well, because let's just be real. I know it's hypothetical. I would never do that. But uh, I got a, I, I got a bad feeling about this. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's hear it. You buddy. should. You should. So, yeah, I do. I, I got. I got a bad feeling about this. So. Deep-fried human hands and feet have been discovered. I wasn't far at all. No. Have been discovered after a sex offender was caught fleeing the burgled home of a missing 70-year-old masseuse. 
The defiled remains were found in bags behind a strip mall in Philadelphia on Saturday while detectives investigated the disappearance of Peter Gerald, who was reported missing last Wednesday. Investigators say the hands and feet are believed to belong to a man and also discovered a pair of legs which had not been deep fried. They were found after cops pulled over a U-Haul truck spotted fleeing Gerald's house last Thursday, the day after police performed a welfare check on the property. The truck's driver, who has not been named, said, I don't want anything to do with this, and there's a body in the back. After getting His out, Jeff. it is claimed. My name's Jeff. Could be. A search of the vehicle found other dismembered body parts in a trash bag. The truck's passenger, registered sex offender Taylor Herring, 47, is said to have tipped police off about the deep-fried body parts during a subsequent interview. Forensic analysts' uh, analysis is ongoing and trying... Uh, Boy, words are hard. It is Wednesday, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Forensic analysis is ongoing to try and determine who the remains belong to. Police told the Philadelphia Inquirer that it is too early to say if the body parts are connected to the burglary of Gerald's home or his disappearance. Officers were sent to check on the masseuse's home the day before, but did not force entry to the property because nothing seemed amiss. Herring has so far been charged with burglary, abuse of a corpse, and evidence tampering. He is being held without bail while the investigation continues. But uh, let's hope he's not of the uh, Jeffrey Dahmer type. Hopefully he wasn't deep frying those for a uh, Super Bowl snack or, or anything along those lines. Ugh. But uh, It just goes to show that there are some crazy people out there. Yeah. We really are. That's that's definitely not where I thought you were going this morning. I, you know, we just watched uh, that trending Netflix, uh, the number one documentary where that girl went missing, and then they found her in the water tank, and the the guests were complaining about like the water tasting funky. I thought you were going to say it was her in the water tower, and they nope. drank because that's pretty messed up as well. But uh, yeah, the deep fried stuff. Don't burglar. Don't be a what was that? What was that word? Burglar. Burgled. Uh, burgled. That's what it was. <laughs> burgled. Burgled with Urgle. Yeah, yeah. Well, next time you do go to Taco Bell, uh, I don't think deep fried Peter Gerald is uh, on the menu. So, <laughs> just to keep in mind, maybe it's on the secret menu. Um, I'll have the I'll have the Peter Chalupa right there. Uh, yes, that that sounds delicious. Thank you. <laughs> Yummy. Yummy. Well, folks, it is Wednesday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about today's show, shall we? Hump Day! Yeah! It is Hump Day, and as we do on Wednesdays, we talk about the English language and what makes words are hard. We have a segment called Let Them Eat Cake. Our call-in topic, the interactive portion of the show, is the worst way to die. I would say deep fry would be uh, up there on the list. <laughs> we have a segment called Wendy's Roasters. We close out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. 
And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, February 17th. Now, we have a little thing we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you deep-fried a human that you wanted to uh, make disappear. We don't know, but we want to hear about it. Give us a call. Do we really want to hear about that? Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Give us a call, though, at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is the second segment of this show, and Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, February 17th, and here's your Filippo Fest. Five! Oh, Ryan Johnson, how you just ruined the Star Wars world. Well, why don't you come back? I got back? a bad feeling about this. Yeah, you should, because his trilogy is still in the works. Oh, no. You excited? Uh, this, is where I, this is where I would cue uh, the old vintage. Not, not so much, right? Don't! Stranger Things Season 4 will be the darkest yet, according to Finn Wolfhard. It's going to be the darkest yet. (laughs) Uh, Mortal Kombat movie, the new trailer arrives Thursday, so tomorrow, the third day, there's a new Mortal Kombat trailer. Toasty! Yeah, Mission Impossible 7 and 8, they're no longer shooting back-to-back. It's probably because of uh, his uh, little meltdown, right? Oh, good for yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad you found the button. I was trying to scroll <laughs> for that. Good job. My name is Jeff. I just couldn't get to it as quick. Uh, Foo Fighters Medicine at Midnight tops the Billboard's top album sales chart. And that was your Filippo Bass 5. All now right. Let's get on to a little entertainment news. Uh, <clears throat> kind of stretching it all around today. But this morning, uh, Disney had released the Cruella. If I could say that's going to be a hard name to say for me today. Cruella trailer was released this morning by Walt Disney, which in a way is kind of neat because it's a new trailer for a new movie. So, uh, hey, I'll take it at this point. But the origin story of the iconic villain Cruella DeVille has finally arrived. Disney's live action take on the classic character is coming to theaters this spring uh, on a role that was made famous by Glenn Close will now be played by uh, my my old crush skis, Emma Stone. Ooh. She'll be uh, playing that role. On Tuesday, Disney revealed the poster for Cruella and announced the trailer would be coming Wednesday morning, which it did. As promised, the first footage dropped very early, giving fans a look at what to expect. Stone dazzles at Cru- as Cruella in the new trailer, and you can check the video out. I could share it on our page if you want to watch it. Emma Stone stars in Cruella along Emma Thompson, Mark Strong, Paul Walter Halza, Joel Fry, Kirby Howell, and Emily Beachman. The film is directed by I, Tanya's Greg Chilette. Oh, I. I, Tanya. <laughs> is that what it is called? I, Tanya's? Yeah, that was the I, uh, Tanya Harding biopic with oh, Margot Robbie. Oh, okay, Margot yeah. Robbie. Gotcha, okay. I think that just the way that was just threw me off. I'm like, what movie was I? I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm Ron Burgundy. Craig Gillespie and screenplay from Data Fox and Tony McInerma. Uh The original 101 Dalmatians novel was written by Dottie Smith, and the official synopsis for this movie is Cruella, which is set in the 1970s London amidst the punk rock revolution, follows a young grifter named Estella. 
a clever and creative girl determined to make a name for herself with her designs. She befriends a pair of young thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief, and together they are able to build a life for themselves on the London streets. On day one day, Estella's flair for fashion catches the eyes of Baroness von Hellman, a fashion legend who is devastatingly cheek and terrifyingly hout, played by two-time Oscar winner Emma Thompson. But the relationship sets in motion course of events and revelations that will cause Estella to embrace her wicked side and become the raucous, fashionable, and revenge-bent Cruella. <laughs> um, comes out May 28th if you're excited for that. Um, Looks like Disney's version of uh, of Harley Quinn. Okay, now is I it... watched the trailer this morning and uh, didn't look bad. It definitely Emma Stone does not look great in it as far as looks, but she's not meant. It's not to. supposed she's to, meant exactly. to look like a hag. Yeah. And... <laughs> now, is it hitting theaters or is it uh, exclusively on Disney Plus? Says theaters, so they're okay. gunning for it. All so right. doesn't say anything about Disney Plus. It's definitely aimed for theaters um i welcome it uh, i think the trailer i don't know if this is something anybody asked for to be honest with you i don't recall ever thinking in my head wow i really want to see an origin story of a disney villain well they did it with maleficent so uh you know they're just moving on to cruella I actually prefer the original stories utilizing classic Disney characters versus some of the uh, live-action remakes, which have been kind of hit or miss. You know, Lion King was fantastic. Mulan was great. But Aladdin fell short. Uh, Dumbo fell short. Uh, Aladdin was better the second time. (laughs) I enjoyed it more the second time. I don't know. It's still never going to top my 1992 cartoon classic. Absolutely. It's one of my faves. I don't know. The live action one to me felt like a Disney Channel. uh, You know, what's the high school one? uh, Oh, yeah. High school musical, like after school special kind of thing. Yeah, it just felt Jafar sucked in that movie, by the way. Jafar was terrible. Everybody but Will Smith was terrible. But uh, that's just my opinion. So, (laughs) hey, it's a great opinion, buddy. Uh, But no, the trailer looks good. Check it out Uh, during the break. I'll throw it up on our uh, Phoenix page and you can watch it on the commercial breaks if you don't want to hear about cuckoo, cuckoo. (laughs) Uh, Yesterday, you know, the other day we talked about Gremlins and uh, how they came back with Mountain Dew commercial. I I stand corrected. That was Howie Mandel. Was it really? Yeah. It sounded a little like I listened to it again. I go, okay, I guess it is, but it's to, just a little different. To be fair, Howie's thirty years older than he was when he did the original, yeah. so you know maybe yeah. there's a little so more gravel in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was him. But and fun fact about that: uh, Zach Galligan or uh, yeah, Zach yeah, Galligan and uh, Howie Mandel—they've never met. They've never had a conversation in really? their entire life. Interesting. Oh, kind of strange. But anyways, that's not what this is about, but it is about Gremlins. Um, as Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai adds B.D. Wong, Ming-Na Wen, and Matthew Reese to their voice cast. Um, just a day after Gizmo and Billy Peltzer return for the Mountain Dew commercial ad, um, Gremlins uh, have announced uh, for the HBO Max that the, it will be a 10-episode series set in 1920 Shanghai. And it will show how naive 10-year-old Sam Wing met the young mogwai known as Gizmo. Along with the teenage star- street thief named Ellie, Sam and Gizmo take a parolious journey through the Chinese countryside, encountering and sometimes battling colorful monsters and spirits from the Chinese folklore. Ooh. 
<laughs> but the fact that you get BD Wong from uh, Law and Order, Jurassic World, Dominion, Ming Na Wen from The Mandalorian, um, Matthew Reese from Perry Mason, and the great James Hong from Big Trouble in Little China. The series um, is going to be focused around that. I think it's a pretty good voice cast. Um, lineup it seems like i'm excited to check it out you know it's been a long time since we've gotten anything new from you know the gremlin side of things so uh yeah it's it'll be worth it i think yeah i'm gonna check it out i'm curious did have we seen any of the animation they've they've shown a couple of the stills but i don't know what the animation itself looks like yeah well should be good nonetheless i wonder if it doesn't say if howie mandel is going to be the voice of gizmo i would imagine if he came back for a Mountain Dew commercial, odds are he's probably going to lend his voice for that. I mean, it's a payday. Why not, right? right. What else All is he doing? All you have to do, All you have to do is talk like this. It's not that hard. And you get paid really, really well <laughs> The only other thing he's really doing is America's Got Talent. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think he's got true. some time. Yes, very good. Um, today... Um, at 2 p.m., Nintendo will have a Nintendo Direct, so I will cover what what's going on with that tomorrow. But uh, you can go to uh, Nintendo's uh, YouTube page to watch this. It's going to be roughly 50 minutes. Um, it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, and then what to expect. Nintendo stated that this Nintendo will be strictly Nintendo properties, which is great. The other directs have been things from third-party publishers, what's coming out for the system from those guys. Uh, But this one's straight Nintendo, so there's going to be some information on uh, downloadable characters for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, They're going to unveil a new DLC fighter for that. Uh, They'll talk about uh, new Pokemon Snap information. Uh, There's rumor that a new Mario Kart might be announced today. Lots of Legend of Zelda news possibly some mario things um but nonetheless i throw that out there for you guys to check out later on the youtube channel um i'm a big nintendo guy you're a big nintendo guy always fun to share stories on that totally um i'm gonna close out entertainment week or the entertainment news today i was gonna say this week it's only wednesday (laughs) it's only wednesday um kind of a crazy story that leaked out so i call this the wtf of the moment uh Drew Carey was interviewed, and he thought he was going to go to jail over a rigged Plinko game. Um, If you've ever watched The Price is Right, you know some of the games on the long-running game show are simply iconic, including Plinko. The game sees the contestant drop chips down a pegboard, which can land in any of the nine spaces for monetary value, depending on where the chip falls. Uh, It's a game that where it's just very simple, exciting to watch, and according to Drew Carey, the game nearly caused a scandal and made him worry he'd go over to jail over it accidentally being fixed to produce a large dollar win. During an appearance on Sirius XM Jeff and Larry's Comedy Roundup, he explained a behind-the-scenes error that led to one contestant to win $30,000 when the first three Plinko chips dropped right into the center, a high-dollar spot only for it to suddenly be realized that the game board had been manipulated for an advertisement and not set back right before the filming of the episode. There's a college girl that got to play Plinko, and she dropped her first three chips right down the $10,000 spot. People were on their feet, jumping up and down and cheering. I mean, the crowd was going wild. She dropped the fourth chip, and the floor director comes over, stops the chip, and leans into me and says, the game is fixed. Fixing or rigging a game show is serious. Thanks to widespread rigging or quiz shows in the 50s, that was a major scandal at the time. 
now federal regulations are in place. Kerry's reaction at that moment, thinking he would go to jail. I'm going to jail. I'm losing my job. This is going to be a scandal. All these emotions ran through my head, Kerry explained. In this case, the incident wasn't true case of fixing. As it turns out, they did a commercial for the Price is Right video game, and it had been used, the Plinko board, and said it had been adjusted to produce a winner for the commercial. It simply had not been restored to original configuration. The error was caught and fixed. They refilmed the whole segment. The girl got to replay. However, due to something called standards and practices, she was allowed to keep $30,000 due to the error. And uh, she played a real round of it and did not win, of course, nearly as much. Exactly. uh, Kind of a crazy, random, uh, just thing of Plinko there, man. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you can't mess with that stuff. It's, It's, uh, you know, you watch the movie Quiz Show and you'll see exactly why. Yeah, it's nuts. You can't you can't do it. But nonetheless, that was your entertainment news, and we'll roll through the birthdays. There's just quite a bit. It's my birthday! Oh yeah! Former high-flying Chicago Bulls shooting guard known as Air Jordan. He is considered to be like the greatest basketball player of all time. He's a six-time NBA champion, six-time NBA Finals MVP, and a five-time NBA MVP. Michael Jordan is 57. A uh, singer-songwriter who gained his attention for a 2011 song, The A-Team, went four times platinum. His f- 2014 single, Thinking Out Loud, earned him two Grammys. Ed Sheeran is 30. Uh, socialite uh, Paris Hilton, that's hot. She's 40. Uh, do you have time to listen to this basket case wine, or should you take this? Should you take a dookie on a holiday on the Boulevard of Broken Dreams? Smoke him up when September's end. If you had the time of your life, Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day is 49. And then I can't say all the fun stuff for the rest, so I'm just going to say their names and ages. Jason Gordon, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is 40. Denise Richards is 49, if you can believe wow. that. Um, let's see. Larry the Cable Guy is 58. Get her done! Michael Bay, a uh, horrible filmmaker of the Transformers series, is 55. Um and Renee Russo is a young 67. She's uh, been in Lethal Weapon, Thor, Thomas Crown Affair. And that's your celebrity birthdays for February 17th. Happy birthday. All right, folks. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, it is Wednesday. And we go through words are hard. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after these messages. After these messages. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, February 17th. Now we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now if you want to get a hold of us on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo81. Now it is Wednesday, and we like to explore the English language, what makes it so weird, what makes it so unique. 
with a segment I like to call Words Are Hard. Son of a <laughs> So in today's Words Are Hard, we're going to run down some of the most commonly uh, mistaken or confused words uh, with one another. So, Tony, I'm going to give you two words and see if you can tell me the meaning of both and how they relate to each other. So, for instance, our first one is the words are imply and infer. Okay, so imply means you have a meaning towards something. Um, Infer... I don't know about infer. Okay. All right. You're not too far off. So imply and infer both have to do with communicating and understanding information. But when you imply, you're the speaker. You're giving the information. When you infer, you're the listener or the reader receiving the information. In other words, imply means to suggest something or hint at it without saying it outright. Infer means to conclude something based on signals or evidence you've picked up, ones that aren't explicitly expressed. So in a sentence... She implied that she wanted a raise instead of asking for it bluntly, but the manager inferred from her comments that she'd quit if she weren't paid more. Hmm. Hopefully that clears things up a little bit. Roger, roger. <laughs> Let's move on. We're talking words are hard. <laughs> We're talking commonly confused words. Tony, the next two words are eminent and imminent. Well, eminent, I'm not sure what that one is in that terms, uh, but imminent means like there is incoming, whether it's danger or something's imminent coming, like you're going to be let go or you're going, it's imminent that you're going to be leaving, whatever, however you want to use it, but it's something that's about to happen. Pretty close, pretty close. So imminent means something is about to happen, just like you said. While eminent means distinguished or standing out. Some linguists think that both words come from the same Latin root word mons or mountain, which makes sense. Eminent and especially preeminent people, eminent with the prefix pre meaning super eminent, jut out from the crowd and imminent things loom before us as we near them. So she is an eminent doctor. The CEO's arrival is imminent. So get ready. No, that's good. Yeah. Didn't know the other one, but uh, definitely I've been able to, I knew what the other one was. Well, the good news is you paid at least a little attention in English class, right? A little bit. <laughs> Let's keep moving I'm on. I'm watching school. We're talking words are hard. <laughs> Commonly confused words. Now, here's a threefer for you, Tony. Ensure, assure, or insure. Okay, ensure is like a, uh, it's it's like a, an old people's uh, protein <laughs> shake, not right? Ensure, no. Uh, it, when you uh, ins- and I ensure, so insure is obviously like insurance. You're covered. You're taken care of. Um, ensure uh, the the middle one is uh, I assure you that things will be okay. You could I'll keep my word. I will follow through. Um, but the one with the protein shake, I totally just making a smart ass joke because I don't know on that one. That's okay. So ensure the protein shake basically means to make certain. Assure means to reassure, to give confidence to someone. 
insurer is to arrange for monetary compensation in the case of an, afor- an unfortunate event. Boy, words are hard today. Three words booty, with three different, three different meanings. And just to make it more complicated, sometimes there's an overlap in the meanings. For example, particularly in the UK, assure can mean insure. But for the most part, the basic definition should be followed. Used in a sentence, I assure you that uh, I will ensure that I have insurance on my house. It's a lot of sures. That's a lot of sures up in there. It really is. Yeah. Let's keep moving on. Words are hard. I just love that sound bite. We're talking commonly confused words. What about the words advice and advise? Okay. Um, advice is I'm going to give you just my take on the situation and i'm just gonna give you my opinion on that advise is this is very similar um if i'm advising you to do something um i strongly suggest that you do it (laughs) i mean i could be wrong but they're very similar so enlighten enlighten this not paying attention english kid that's okay so two slightly different words that uh, just have different um, um, uses in the english language Uh, there is just one letter differentiating these two words and there's also one very big difference between them they're completely different parts of speech advice is a noun meaning information or guidance that someone or something gives you advise is a verb meaning to give someone advice. So her boss gave her excellent advice on how to further her career. Her boss advised her on many different career matters. So uh, yeah, just the way you use it, very close meanings. Let's keep moving on. We are talking words are hard. Commonly confused words. Here's one that uh, I know many people mistake, uh, especially in uh, writing. The words are all together or all together. Hmm. Again? All together or all mm-hmm. together. Two separate words. All together or all together. Oof. Well, I know all together just means you can, like, whether you have a group that, like, everybody's there in the same room or in all together is making sure that uh, all the pieces are there. Like, if you're assembling something, do you have it all together? Boy, you are. Um, or. I was going to say the other one's mentally just having it. Is it all there? Do you have everything mentally checked? You are. You, 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 I'd give you the points I da- on I that. I dance one. around it, right? It's not a hundred percent, but it's like ninety percent. Maybe like if you give me a push, maybe ninety-five. I'll give you the points. So people get okay. these two mixed up all the time. Altogether, I'm the single word. I had to overthink that. Is an adverb meaning completely or entirely? All together, two separate words, is a phrase meaning all in one place or all at once. Words that look and sound the same can be altogether confusing or all together now, sing along with me. So, uh, you know. (laughs) I hate that song, just FYI. There you go. (laughs) I don't know why. I just never have liked that song. (laughs) But uh, that's why we do this Words Are Hard because, you know, it it is weird how... uh, you know, uh, English as language just comes together. We understand because we grew up with it for the most part, but uh, it, it is it is definitely difficult. <laughs> you 
You should also, like, I love the porky soundbite, but I would love it if you found the Thundercat one where he Fs up. Ah, that would be a good uh, one. Mix that with it, yeah. Just say. <laughs> well, folks, that does it for Words Are Hard. When we come back, we uh, have a segment called Let Them Eat Cake. Mm, that sounds delicious. Arr! Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, February 17th. Now we reached the final segment of the first hour, but don't fret. There is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including the interact portion of the show, where we're asking you, what is the worst way to die? Keeping things on a positive note today. (laughs) But uh, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because sharing is caring. Now, in this segment that I've titled, Let Them Eat Cake, we're talking about uh, people who hilariously messed up, uh, bakers specifically, on cakes that uh, birthday, graduation, celebrations, whatever it is, they messed up in a most glorious way. Now, Tony, working at Costco, you guys have a bakery department, you take custom orders to some degree have you ever seen a fabulous just fail on a cake yep it was my going away cake it was uh i didn't understand it um it said don't forget the i think it was supposed to say don't forget tay tay or something like that because i think my morning merch manager she uh or one of my teammates in mornings uh, she was a manager and uh her English might have come off a little different. So it looked like, don't forget the tatas is what it looked like. Because <laughs> I used to have that big crush on Taylor Swift. And, used to? and Yeah, well, I still do. But um, but you got like, so it's supposed to say Tay-Tay. She would have been T-A-Y, but it said Tata. And um, <clears throat> the uh, balloons that were on there look like giant titties. So they were, <laughs> I don't know if I could say that on our show, sure. but I just did. So, so there are just these giant balloons that look like boobs and said, don't forget that. And it was like in the break room for everyone to see. And everyone's like, what the hell's the, the tatas? <laughs> and they're giving me, you know, crap about it. And I'm like, I didn't order this cake. Like, I'm supposed to just be balloons and say, right. don't forget Tay-Tay. But it said, don't forget the tatas. And it was the titties. So. That's perfect. That's the That's- one I personally have had, I'm sure. Uh, there's been some bad ones. I used to date a baker in uh, the bakery, and uh, she didn't share too many fail stories. But uh, okay, well, I would imagine you know there are things that don't quite come out so good. But I'm excited <laughs> because I'm sure you got a list. Oh yeah, and I'm sure there's pictures, and we're going to crack many jokes at these so i'm looking forward to this yeah and i'll be sharing this on our facebook page for you guys to go and check out i'll be describing them in the audio portion of the segment but uh, in this case all of these uh, bakers were essentially ron burgundy 
They wrote whatever was on the teleprompter. So let's go ahead and get into it's it. like what I read, baby. Yummy. I, I Tanya's? <laughs> what movie is that? For instance, this one, it's a beautiful white cake. And then it's got this like half crescent. Uh, oh, it's like a chocolate drizzle with these little like ganache pieces on it. Ganache. Beautiful. And then somebody, of course, writes on there, will be collected by Albert. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't know what the celebration is for, but we know who collected it. No, man, they messed up. So that one was Albert probably put in the order. At, or like there was a special request saying like Albert will pick it up because they do that at work. Uh, uh, but the fail on the decorator. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's a fun one because then you can be like, hey, remember that time we collected uh, that Albert cake? Right. Good times. <laughs> you know, you can always just BS and make a fun. You got to run with that. That's a fail. What would that be one's gonna... even worse Ooh. is that if it was for somebody else, not Albert. But, of course, the cake says collected by Albert. My name's Alberta. <laughs> nope, it's Albert. Done. Let's move on with Done. our next one. Get in my belly. Oh, this one, again, a beautiful chocolate cake. Has yellow writing on it. Uh, and, Tony, have you ever, you know, maybe on a, a card or a piece of paper, started writing something out and then realized at the end that you don't have enough space, so you try squeezing in the last few oh. words into that little space that you do have? Yeah, people, I'm sure, hate it. They're like, oh, this card from Tony. It's so nice. I can understand what the hell is he saying. Oh, God. It started out great. Yeah. I do that sometimes. I'm like, I'll start here. And then it's just too tiny. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> well, in this case. I try to write slow because the penmanship, if I go quick, is real bad. <laughs> in this case, you get both Ron Burgundy and somebody who ran out of space. It says, happy birthday, China. And then candles and knife. Just trying to squeeze in that last little bit. Apparently, uh, they needed a candle, you know, candles and knife for the cake, but not on the cake, written out and not crammed into that little space. So, uh, somebody missed the mark on that one for sure. Just a bit, right? Yeah. Let's move on. We're talking let them eat cake. Yummy. Tony, it is no surprise, obviously, if somebody looks over your left shoulder. You are a huge Denver Broncos fan. Your other left. Um. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I did that on purpose. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, I, I, well, I used to have Bronco stuff over here, too, but not no more. So if somebody uh, was to make you a Denver Broncos cake, what would you imagine it looked like? Mm, well, it would have a big D in the middle, you know. D for the logo, but, you know, the old school. Or it would have, you know, maybe it would have, like, the little Bronco head. Typically orange. I would imagine it'd be orange and blue. Maybe some footballs. Something along those lines. Okay, fair enough. Well, this one was for a Dallas Cowboys fan. The instructions were Dallas Cowboys star, happy birthday, Travis. Of course, they didn't make a Dallas Cowboys star. They uh, wrote the word Dallas Cowboys star, happy birthday, Travis. Pretty sure Travis doesn't play for the Dallas Cowboys, so. <laughs> yeah, no. Maybe he's dreaming he was. There you go. There you go. All right, let's move on. We're talking let them eat cake. Get in my belly! Again, another Ron Burgundy, beautiful chocolate cake, little hearts all over it. The instructions were translated directly onto the cake saying, happy birthday on it, thank you. <laughs> Pretty sure all they wanted was the happy birthday part, but uh, yeah, yeah. They, they added the on it, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one's just good. <laughs> Moving on, let them eat cake. Yummy! 
Uh, here's a few that fall in this category. Now, at Costco, do they have the ability to print out like an image that you give them to place on the cake? No, they don't do that at Costco, but I, King Supers does. Okay, all right. Yeah, the ex the ex wife she was really big on Hayden Christensen, mm-hmm. who played Anakin, and I remember I made her a cake with Hayden's face on it. Well, it was Anakin from the when he was the bitchy whiny one from the second one, uh-huh. and it said "Eat me" on it. it was pretty cool looking <laughs> cake. Well, it, you know, everybody's seen them. You know, you can take a photograph and then obviously print it out onto like an edible uh, thing that they put on top of the cakes. Well, somebody provided a photograph to a baker of what they wanted the cake to look like. Of course, it was a photograph of a previous cake on a wooden table. It's got like a little smiley face with X's in the eyes, and it says, nobody likes you when you're 23. Well, instead of recreating that cake, the baker printed out the image that they provided as an example and put that on top of the other cake. Why? Oof. Fail. (laughs) Uh, Let's move I was going to say, along those lines... Get in my belly! Here's another one where somebody, again, provided a picture as an example. They wanted the baker to make the cake look like a Nintendo Switch. Well, instead, they made just sort of a traditional cake, and then there was a picture of the reference image provided to the baker with complete the reflection of somebody taking a cell phone image in there uh, of a, a Nintendo Switch on somebody's knees... And it says, happy birthday, Araya. How do you just, how do you miss that? It doesn't make any sense. No, well, and that's the thing. Just pay attention. It doesn't seem that hard. And I can tell you, if, if people get these things, they probably get pissed off because they're expecting this cake to be done at a certain time. And it's got to be ready. And then when they have to do that, then they have to settle for a, a stock cake or something like that. And they're mad. Yeah. Um, we get uh, at Costco, there had been times like if they'd wrote the name wrong and stuff, oh, they'd get pissed. Oh, I'm like, sure. If it wasn't quite in the font they wanted, you know, we're pretty, pretty standard designs. You know, I don't think it strays too far out of the creativity unless the decorator is super creative with that. Well, it's funny you bring up uh, misspellings of names. Yummy! In Let Them Eat Cake. Now, obviously, my name, Christian, spelled with a K, but traditionally, it's spelled with a C. And so that people are often confused by that. Uh, Well, this baker was certainly confused. The instructions, happy birthday, Kathy, with a C. Well, what they did was they wrote, happy birthday, Kathy, with a K, and then the words, with a C, after it. (laughs) Apparently, somebody missed the mark on that one. It did. Just a little bit. Yeah, it was supposed to be happy birthday, Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, not Kathy with the words A-C. And then C is spelled out S-E-E. Ah, yeah. yeah. When you go to order your cakes, just make sure the baker understands exactly what you're looking for. Otherwise, yeah. you know, your cake may just end up on a list like this one. We had a girl, we had a girl at work. Uh, it's a good thing she wasn't a decorator. And uh, she, she just had to spell the name Horton. And she spelled it Q-W-A-R-T-K-N-E-E. Wartney. Close. Oh, but no and cigar. she's not a decorator. Well, folks, that does it for the first hour of the show. We're headed into our long break. Use the bathroom, listen to the news, grab some tea, and then join us back here in about seven minutes. And we will be back, well, in seven minutes. See you then.
Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, February 17th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, you ready for the fastest hour of the day? Oh, I'm ready, man. It's going to go quick and uh, looking forward to it as always. You know, that first hour went pretty quick. Uh, you uh, you mentioned that, uh, you know, when you get up uh, a little bit earlier, a little more lively, it seems like things go uh, just that much faster, right? Oh, absolutely. It definitely just cruises on by and uh, you're more alert, uh, more witty and zany. Um, less kind of like trying, like the first hours, usually the gears kicking in. You're like, uh, <laughs> you know, but not not today. So today's one of those good days. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Perfect. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. This is where we want to hear from you guys, which is why we give you the topic 24 hours in advance. So you can give us a call. Leave us a message on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Leave a message there. Let us know what your suggestion is, your story is, whatever it is based on the topic. Or you can head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment uh, as we're doing the topic. Today's topic, the worst way to die. This came about from Monday's top of the show story about a woman in Russia. She was a poultry factory worker, wasn't paying attention, got sucked into the machine, and uh, was basically ground to death. Fatality. And uh, got, us, roger, roger. got us thinking about you know, what would be the worst way to die. You know, it's uh, you walk outside and there's a million things that could happen to you. Um, you know, it's it's. Surprised that we make it through each day, but at the same time, we it gives us the ability to enjoy life that much more. Now, Tony, uh, you mentioned it on Monday, but uh, why don't you share again your worst way to die? Well, I might have a new one after yesterday, but uh, like drowning is always my big fear. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not a bad swimmer, but I'm not a great swimmer either, and I. I usually don't have fear, but uh, it's when you can't touch the bottom or the panic sets in. I think I've questioned my abilities and uh, almost drowned twice. So mm. I don't. I'm not. I'm not big on it. So you won't catch me too much out in the water. Maybe on the water in a boat or something. But actually in the water too far, you probably won't be seeing me too much because of that. But uh, well, I know when yeah. we went on the uh, Caribbean trip and we went snorkeling. Uh, I don't recall. Did you call it early? Did you go out, try for a little bit, and then uh, hop into the boat a little early? Yeah, I did go out, but, uh, you know, I didn't go out too long. And I don't. I think that's because my fear of the deep water and the open ocean 
So I think that was kind of a little bit on the fear factor side for me, which is weird. I'm not afraid of too many things, but that kind of stuff for some reason just freaks me out. Mentally, I get in my head and I start to put a panic so I can't enjoy it, Mm -hmm. which sucks. Uh, I get it. I get it. I would say after yesterday's uh, near possible death experience, I... uh, have another way that's frighteningly scary way. Yeah, you almost and died in uh, the most cartoon way possible, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yesterday I was loading a safe at work, and we're talking a gun, you know, big gun safe. It was, it was 250 pounds, what the box says, but uh, which still no. Still enough. Feet. Yep. It's, it's taller than me, so I was going to use the weight of gravity because that's what you do when you work with heavy stuff. You know, you just kind of shimmied it off the pallet. Now the problem was is normally this works for furniture and stuff like that. I've done it for 20 years. But there was a flatbed right behind my leg, and that was the way the employee had it lined up was right behind me. Well, the the rhythm of that safe kind of came at me. Well, when it came at me, it took me off guard, and I kind of stepped back, but I didn't have good footing. So I was losing my footing, so I didn't have my legs to help counterbalance. So all I had was my arms. So it was upper strength, and my arms were buckling, and I was like, and I let out an OF. Like, <laughs> OF. And I was thinking in my head, I go, holy crap, this is good. I cussed in my head, obviously. I used very R rated language, but I was just like, man, this is how it's going to go, huh? Because this is going to hurt. I, I, I'm going to be screwed. There's a flatbed behind me, so you're going to have this 250 pound safe come crashing on top of me, and there's not a lot of protection between the bones and that thing. And then the impact of the. Uh, uh, flatbed cart that was going to be very painful but luckily an employee had come by seen me struggling came by helped with the weight we were enough to push it up and then the employee was able to spin the flatbed and then we nicely let it down on this flatbed but not to say I had a little thing. I was laughing about it the whole time. And everyone's like, oh, my God, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. It was definitely a little like Oh, an OS moment, you know, for oh, sure. Oh, totally. So. And uh, no sign of Wiley Coyote anywhere? No, no, okay. no. Uh. no not, not yesterday. But, yeah, man, it, it, it was a very uh, – something that quick and is so random yeah you know? that's all it takes well folks we are talking worst way to die fatality we want to hear from you guys uh so go ahead and chime in on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio go over to the live video there comment with your pick for the worst way to die yes i know it's an uplifting topic on this wednesday morning but folks you know what? we're having fun with it don't go anywhere when we come back it is all about you we'll see you guys in just a few Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, February 17th. And we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. To do so, simply head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Click into the live video and comment there. 
Today's topic, the worst way to die, obviously stemmed from our top of the uh, uh, show segment from Monday. But, uh, you know, there, there's some legit uh, reasons to worry out there. But at the same time, we're having fun. Tony gave his, uh, you know, proposed worst way to die and then his near-death experience uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Almost uh, almost ended with this sound. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for me, I mentioned, you know, quicksand would actually, for me, be the worst way to die because it is like drowning, but instead of water filling your lungs, it's scratchy sand. And I don't have a fear of death, per se, more about the pain associated with it. So anything where there'd be sort of prolonged pain would be not ideal to me. You know, some no. bur- burning to death, for instance. Oof. Not a whole lot of fun. But uh, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> worst way to die. Tony, I assume you had a couple people chime in on your end about uh, what their picks are. I actually only had one. Okay. uh, We got super fan Jamie. She chimed in and said, worst way to die, probably knowing that the person who is killing you will get away with it and no one will know the truth and your body would never be found. Interesting. So not so much the pain or the finality of it, more the, uh, the... psychological aspect of knowing that uh, whoever's killing you is uh, going to get away with it or, or could potentially get away with it. Yeah, that's scary. Now, if you could come back and haunt him, um, that would be pretty good. Oh, I totally would. I would off- be like, what was that, that movie Bones uh, with Mark Wahlberg where the little girl gets caught by that creepy little pedophile and then she dies, but then her ghost like comes and helps him like because he's the dad, but she's like helping him find the creeper. Is that it, was a good movie. Was it The Lovely Bones? Yeah, The Lovely Bones. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Bones, The Lovely Bones, you know, <laughs> that, old, that old chestnut. <laughs> and I often joke that uh, in the afterlife, if I was doomed to roam the earth for eternity, eh, that wouldn't be so bad. I'd work my way into some movie theaters, make sure I watch the rest of the Marvel movies, uh, you know, as they came out and just want to see how life progresses in the uh, centuries to come. But uh, we're not talking about the afterlife. We're talking about death. I'd be, I'd be riding die. trains. I'd be finding that big skullet guy and trying to ride trains. <laughs> you like trains? Get off my train! Riding trains and doing pottery. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> listening to the Righteous Brothers. <laughs> Uh, folks if you want to chime in with your pick for the worst way to die that's not my life that's ghost maybe it's watching the movie ghost over and over and over again that could be it let us know fatality while we are waiting for you to chime in something that i pulled up was the most oh despicable medieval torture devices just because, you know what, we have to have a little bit of a backup, and every time I see one of these, it just makes my butthole pucker. It's, uh... It, my hole! These things were awful, and you can't even imagine that they were part of pretty much everyday life back in the, uh, you know, Middle Ages. For instance, there's the Spanish tickler. Not to be confused yeah, with the French that tickler. Like a, that, I was going to say, it sounds like a dirty uh, love toy. Oh, not this one. It looks like uh, a set of four Wolverine claws. Um, but it's not to be confused, like I said, with the French tickler that we've Let's all got go, Bob. tucked into our bottom of our sock drawer for anniversaries. This is a set of claws meant to dig into the skin and penetrate down to the bone. It is then yanked away, pulling flesh and muscle with it in great chunks. 
Anytime chunks and torture combine those two words, yeah, no thank you. No, I'm picturing Freddy Krueger and all that. What's with kids today, huh? <laughs> no respect. Would not be fun. Uh, Prime time, bitch. We're talking worse ways to die. Fatality. In this case, uh, medieval torture devices like the iron chair. Not uh, like Iron Man or Iron Maiden. Simple but effective, the iron chair pierced a person's body at every point of contact, going deep enough to break the skin, but not far enough to damage any vital organs or major arteries. The person wouldn't even bleed very much since the chair would hold their blood in place until they were removed. Oof. Yeah, yeah, no thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, what about this one, uh, Tony? I don't know if you've ever been in a neck brace, but uh, this medieval torture device is called the collar. It's meant to hold the neck in a single position. It was tightened just enough to be uncomfortable. The real torture came after days without being able to lay down, rest your head, eat, or swallow. And it's basically spikes that went into your neck with spikes leaning up. Uh, looks straight out of the movie Saw. And... Uh, it, very uncomfortable. Uh, again, you know, uh, prolonged pain and agony. Not my cup of tea. No, me either, buddy. No, thank you. <laughs> Folks, we are talking worse ways to die. If you do want to chime in, go ahead and head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. While we are waiting for those, uh, we are running down some medieval torture devices that are just ooh. medieval times. Ooh, making my skin crawl. For instance, this one. Fatality. Known as the Pair of Anguish. Anguish? Anguish. Mowage? Anguish. Not English. Anguish. Anguish and Mowage in medieval times with Quipke. Please continue, Quistan. Particularly heinous or hideous. The simple pair would be placed inside the orifice of a person and then gradually expanded. You can imagine which orifice they're talking about. The kindest use was in a person's mouth where it would ultimately shatter the skull, causing death. More gruesome is when it was used on other parts in the lower half of the body, which were rarely fatal but excruciating. Mortal Kombat style, man. Ooh, yeah. Fatality. No, thank you. Some excruciating pain there. I think after this segment, I'm going to need to go take a, uh, a nice hot shower and... Because uh... <laughs> this is how you think in your head. <laughs> yeah. um, you, know, another, you know, another painful death is um, if you play baseball, it's getting signed to the Colorado Rockies or in football, yeah. getting signed to the uh, Houston Texans. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> yeah, this is some painful deaths. Your career going right down the shitter right there. It's just going. <laughs> All right, folks, we are talking worst way to die. Running down some ah, worthy <laughs> medieval torture devices. For instance, the brazen bowl. A brutal method of slow cooking, a hollow metal bowl would be cast with a special gate on the side. Victims were placed inside while a fire was lit in beneath the belly. A vent at the nose allowed the person to breathe, but also amplified their screams to sound like a bull's bellows. You were essentially <laughs> cooked to death. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Let's keep moving on. We're talking worse ways to die. Medieval torture devices. Fatality. Medieval 
time. <laughs> this next one is called the lead sprinkler. A small ball on a handle, the sprinkler would be filled with molten lead or boiling oil and then used to dribble the searing liquid onto a person's body. Usually this torture ended whenever the torturer felt like pouring molten silver into the victim's eyes, killing them. <laughs> Dunzo. Yeah, no thanks. No thanks. No. All right, uh, let's keep moving on. Worst ways to die. Medieval torture devices. Fatality. This one called the Shrew's Fiddle, an example of a pillory type. Fiddle with my shrew. A pillory type device that was mostly used for women who tended to nag. Oof. Since men weren't bright enough to argue back then, they would then stick this uh, stick the lady in this hideous contraption, which didn't allow her to feed herself and left her open to whatever cruelty the person uh, felt like dishing out. And, uh, yeah, all of these were, like, handcuffs that uh, restrained people. And people were awful back then. I mean, people are awful now, but... Uh, but back then, yeah, they're like, well, what? how can we come up with the uh, even crueler way to just... Uh, I can't believe that. It's... Just do a cutesy little one for that one. This one, I think, would probably be the worst one of them all. Yes, medieval torture devices. Fatality. Called the Judas Cradle. Not to be uh, mixed up with Judas Priest, but uh, another fixture that shows the fascination of ancient torturers. With people's bathing suit area, the Judas Cradle is a massive pyramid. Judas! That would be inserted into the anus or vagina of the victim, who would then be lowered onto it, stretching them out grotesquely. It was basically this pyramid that they'd be slowly lowered onto and... You can only imagine the, the horrors of it. And then finally, worst ways to die, medieval torture devices. Fatality. This one called the breaking wheel. The wheel didn't actually play much of a role in the torture as it was merely the thing people were strapped to. Here they would be tied in awkward poses, then have their limbs smashed with iron cudgels. And uh, of course, there's pictures to go along with it. I will... Sounds like a bunch of hot dates that I don't want to be a part of. I'm just not a, not into that type of BDSM tone. Nah, no, we're good, man. <laughs> As I mentioned, I will put this on our Facebook page if you want to check out the article. Not the most pleasant, but uh, just gives you a sense of how far we've come in the uh, thousand or so years since those times. But folks, that does it for this portion of the show. When we come back, we've got a segment called Wendy's Roasters. A little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more fun. Don't miss it. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, February 17th. 
Now, we talk about it a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including the interactive portion of the show, which we just wrapped up. Slightly uncomfortable, but uh, very uh, interesting nonetheless. Tomorrow's call-in topic, not quite as uh, serious. It is, what would you give up for a million dollars? Um, Something to I would, wrap your I head would around. take a safe to the flatbed. <laughs> if you do want to chime in on what you would give up for a million dollars, give us a call at 855 Phoenix Radio. That's 855 F E N I X R D O, 85 or 855 336 4973. You cracked yourself up, mister. I jumped ahead on wait myself. A- Way to, way to break character, man. Way to skip your script. I know, I know. Damn you. Uh, damn you. But uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. Yeah, I kind of threw you off. You did. You did. I did. It, it's Wednesday. We're having fun. But uh, what we ask is you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment that I've titled Wendy's Roasters, no, not to be confused with uh, Kenny Rogers Roasters, but kind of along the same lines, we're talking National Roast Day. Obviously, a roast is, uh, you know, poking fun at somebody in jest. Uh, Comedy Central created a whole series of shows around it, which were just fun and hilarious and brutal. Well, Ro- Wendy's on Twitter, who uh, has a history of uh, roasting other companies and people, have uh, basically pitched in for National Roast Day. By roasting other companies and people in the most savage ways. So uh, let's go ahead and run down those. Savage! And see uh, how they roasted other companies. For instance, Windows, you know, Microsoft Windows asking for it says, All right, Red, see if you can roast us into a blue screen of death. To which Wendy's replies, When God opens a window, another one crashes. Boom shakalaka! <laughs> uh, it's true. That's good stuff, oh, for sure. It's That's no, great. it's no Apple operating system, but uh, you know, they, they're not wrong. Let's move on. We're talking Wendy's roasters. History Channel reaches out and says, "On this day in history, the History Channel was roasted." Let's hear it. To which Wendy's replies, "How's it feel knowing all your ratings come from nursing homes that lost the remote?" He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Wendy's. That whoever their social media people are are brilliant. Oh, they're extremely. They're they are super funny. Oh, moving on with uh, Wendy's roasters. Uh, Microsoft Edge again, another Microsoft company says, uh, "Hey, Wendy's, roast us and don't be afraid to make it edge e." Get it? Edge e. Microsoft. Wendy's replies, "Sorry, this is a bit late. We tried replying two hours ago, but we were using Microsoft Edge." Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Microsoft Edge, again, not my favorite of the uh, uh, web browsers. You know, there are so many better ones out there. Google Chrome, Firefox, not Microsoft Edge. No, definitely not. I was testing out laugh tracks. I keep muting it, and they're all so damn long. That way I could kind of add them in there because they're pretty damn funny. But, man, they always get a good roaster on the other. They do. Uh, For instance, Reddit, the uh, online company, says, I'm ready. Roast me. Wendy's replies, finally, a place for men to feel safe online. He's on fire! (laughs) (laughs) And if you've ever been part of a uh, Reddit uh, uh, 
oh, what's what's the term? Uh, chain link? No. Um, forum? What is there? I just know there. Forum, yes. It's there you right. go. You'll know exactly what it means. All right. Uh, let's move on. We're talking Wendy's Roasters. Here, a company called Exponent, not familiar with them, uh, says, Imagine being worse than McDonald's, to which Wendy's replies, We're sorry you had a bad experience with us. Maybe come back for a second date. That's probably not something you hear often. Boom shakalaka! Ooh. All right. Uh, we're talking Wendy's Roasters. T-Mobile. Dial up, up, uh, dial up a roast for us. Wendy's replies, please hold. Our ro- <laughs> a roast representative will be with you in 2 to 14 hours. He's on fire! Yeah, good luck getting a uh, live person online uh, with T-Mobile or any cell phone company for that matter. Thanks for calling Verizon. Uh, I see right now you would, uh, you have the all unlimited pen. Uh, if you add now, yes, yes, yes. Okay, you want a 5G plan? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. Thank you for calling Verizon. Let's move on. We're talking Wendy's Roasters on National Roast Day. The Roasters! Here you have Twitter user David Walter, who is a weatherman, says, uh, By National Roast Day, do you mean the delicious roast beef sandwiches from Arby's? Oh, he tried his own roast there. Mm-hmm. To which Wendy's mm. replies, By meteorologist, do you mean the talking suit who reads the work done by a forecasting computer? Boom shakalaka! <laughs> Burn! That was loud. Sorry, I made that, scream that. Yeah, that even made my headphone crackle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it made me scared. It's, it echoed the reverb from the screen back to the microphone, electrified my soul. We're good. <laughs> Moving on, Wendy's Roasters. Oreo Cookie, who is known for trying out some new flavors, says, Okay, we're ready, roast us. To which Wendy's replies, New flavor idea, don't. He's on fire! Oh, man. Yeah. They, I, they, Oreo has come up with some really weird flavor ideas that just don't seem to work out. <laughs> Here's a good one. Pringles says, We like our roasts how we like our crisps, Parmesan and roasted garlic flavored. Trying to do a shameless plug for themselves there. To which Wendy's aptly replies, Tennis ball can, tennis ball flavor. Boom shakalaka! <laughs> they ain't wrong. They're not wrong at all. No, it's uh, it always sort of weirded me out that uh, Pringles came in those tennis ball cans. And regardless of the purpose of them trying to keep them all in one piece, by the time you got to the middle of that can, they were they always were shattered into broken. a million pieces. Yes. And then you're like trying to get your hand down to the bottom of that damn thing for the thing when realistically you should just dump it. Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, my gargantuan hands can barely fit into the top of it at this point. So, yeah. Let's move on. We're talking Wendy's Roasters times uh, for National Roast Day that uh, Wendy's has uh, taken it out on other companies. For instance, the Twilight Saga says, I'll bite, roast me. Wendy's reply, name an actor who isn't trying to live down being in your movies. He's on fire! So true. Uh, who's heard from Taylor Lautner recently? Um, you know, it was uh, his birthday like a week or two ago. Kristen Stewart is basically a cardboard cutout who acts. Um, and then Robert Pattinson, who favorite. actually is a good actor. He's going to be Batman in the next uh, The Batman movie. He's the only one a with vengeance. maybe a redeeming quality. Vengeance! <laughs> Where's the cookies? All right, uh, here from, don't know who he is, so I'm going to skip him. Booger McFarlane. 
All right, uh, Twitter user Flyers SZN talking Philadelphia Flyers says uh, that seals the deal. I'm no longer a Wendy's customer. This restaurant is an utter embarrassment to the industry of fast food. I officially will not be supporting them financially, nor will I eat there ever again. I'm going mm-hmm. to McDonald's where they know how to make a burger. To which Wendy's replies, "We'd say try again next year, but you're a Flyers fan. That's your thing." Boom shakalaka. <laughs> That's a sick bird, man. That oh. one is a, that one's good. All right. Uh, next on the Wendy's Roasters, the company Coca-Cola. About as big as you can get. Says, we brought the nice and you bring the spice. Here to support our feisty friend on this National Roast Day. Wendy's reply, can I get a cup for water? He's on fire! <laughs> Burn! <laughs> That's good. That's, That's a good, good one. How many times have people uh, ask for a cup of water and they sneak over and pour themselves oh, a little coat yeah i see that at costco sometimes i call them out on it it freaks them out because they don't know what to do <laughs> they look at me stupidly like well, hey. you got caught what do you want exactly you pay, pay for it you want to pay the 59 cents sir you don't <laughs> got 59 cents i know I got right? 59 cents for you uh mo- moving on with wendy's roasters uh the candy company swedish fish tweets over to them so we swam over waiting for you to roast me like your half-thawed burgers to which wendy's replies "Mm, edible wax boom shakalaka (laughs) i enjoy a swedish fish from now and then yeah that's a good one though because i like how they went after wendy's and wendy's is actually a really good burger too it is it is uh, i actually really like wendy's kind of towards the top of the fast food delicious yeah (laughs) Wendy's Roasters, this from a company that uh, Tony is a huge fan of, just evidenced by the uh, library of figures behind him. Funko says, all right, roast me. Wendy's reply, you can't be lonely middle-aged man in his basement if you have 200 plastic toys of the things that make you remember when at least your parents loved you still in a mint box. He's on fire! Wendy's roasted me. I was just going to say when... The feels, yeah. I don't think I have 200, but there are a lot. (laughs) Oh, and then finally in Wendy's Roasters, Michelob Ultra. Our boss told us we had to comment on this. Wendy's reply, our boss told us if we wanted to drink bubbly water, LaCroix has less carbs. Boom shakalaka! <laughs> uh, Michelobo Ultra is gross. Right, right. Hands it down. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not worth, worth having those fewer carbs. But folks, yeah, that... sell both that and LaCroix at Costco. Ah. James Blood. Folks, that does it for this segment. We are headed into the final segment of the show. Yes, it is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Wednesday, February 17th. 
Now, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? No! That's what happens when you're not a god. Doomed. We're all doomed. Doomed it. Now you feel the burn, man. Now, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think. And tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Which is why we do this segment at the end of each show. Drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This day in history, with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right. Uh, kicking off this day in history, this day in 1510, Portuguese Admiral Alfonso Ribeiro, no, Alfonso de Albuquerque, <laughs> first conquers the city of Goa, entering it with little conflict. I don't know where Goa is, um, and I assume that his name, Albuquerque, relates to New Mexico in some way. Possibly. That dude has a Gandalf beard. I am Alfonso de Albuquerque, and thou shalt not pass the gates of the city of Goa. <laughs> and one day Volbeat will write a song called Boa. <laughs> Let's move on. This day, 1621. In history class, you always heard this name, but uh, always hard to associate what it's with. Miles Standish is elected as the first commander of the Plymouth Colony. Yes, he was one of the ones that came on the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria, or is it the Mayflower, and uh, established uh, We should bring back the bitchin', like, weird coffee filter. The the little neck frillies? Yeah. Yes. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Standish. Ah, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) This day in 1776, the first volume of Edward Gibbon's seminal work, The Decline and Fall of Roman Empire, is published. Mr. Gibbon, he looks like a he looks like a garbage pail kid. He looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. I want to the Empire. Moving on. I'm this... such a mean. I I picture Porky Pig right there. I'm a I'm a jerk. That's all right. You know you know what his response to that would be though. Shut him up. Let's move on. This day in 1815, the Treaty of Ghent is ratified by the U.S. Senate and signed by President James Madison, ending the War of 1812 over a month after it was signed in Europe. Boy, a three-year war, the War of 1812. Again, part of history that I'm glad we didn't have to live through. Like, we're done. We're done fighting. Can we just call peace? Like, you guys wear pants. We wear, you know, we wear, like short skirts and a long jacket and we have little girly shoes and and like we're we're just tired of it we want to wear pants now and neck frillies and neck frillies all right uh, let's move on this day in 1837 charles lyell makes his presidential address to the geographical society of london and announces uh, that richard owen has concluded from darwin's fossils that extinct species were related to current species in the same locality so you know you know those big big Elephants, those woolly mammoths, they're related mm-hmm. to those big, big, not so big, actual elephants. 
they're related. Groundbreaking. Look at my mutton chops, would you? Those are some big ones. Not as big as the other guy below him, but damn. <laughs> Well, let's move on this day in 1880. Alexander II of Russia survives in an assassination attempt. Boy, that's a lot of uh, 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 as. Um, yeah. You know. The Tsar of Russia, I'm Alexander II. You're not going to take me out. I have resting dick face. And what that is is like woman. Woman has resting bitch face. I have resting dick face. I no smile and you don't kill me. I will survive. Let's move on. This day in 1904, Giacomo Puccini's opera Madame Butterfly premieres in Milan. Again, that's one of those titles you've always heard but probably never seen. No, I'm going to trim my mustache like him. I am Giacomo Puccini. I am a Madame Butterfly. Hey, look at my mustache. Who wants a ride? What did you say his first name was? Uh, Gucci Mamo. <laughs> it's Giacomo. But uh, sometimes I Gucci Mama. Like sometimes a you Filippo no? it a little bit. Yes, uh, Giacomo Puccini. Let's move on. This day in 1913, the New York Armory Show introduces Picasso, Matisse, Duchamp to the U.S. public. I don't know about you, Tony. I'm not impressed by Picasso paintings or those weird line drawings of no. naked women. and does nothing for no. me. I, but I, the dude... His, his paintings go for a lot, though. They That's do. a crazy thing. I'm Pablo Picasso, and this is my friend Marcel Du. Du Champ, Mitch. And Henry Matisse, all right? Don't mess with Matisse, though. You got them glasses, you know? He stares right in your soul. <laughs> let, me paint you a, let me paint you some sticks pictures of uh, naked ladies here. Moving on this day in 1941. And it's... <laughs> 14th title defense, Joe Lewis knocks out Gus DeRazio in the second round at the convention center in Philadelphia to retain his NYSAC heavyweight boxing crown. Down goes DeRazio in the second round and still your NYCAC champion, Mr. Joe Lewis. <laughs> Let's move on this day in 1951. Detroit right wing Gordy Howe scores his 100th career NHL goal and adds an assist in a 2-1 Red Wings victory away to the Montreal Canadiens. I'm missing a tooth just like you. I got news for you. Most of those hockey players are missing at least one. Oh, gosh, yeah, you got it. That's not, if you like your teeth, you don't play hockey or you wear a lot of protection up there. <laughs> Moving on this day in 19... 19- 69, nice. Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash record an album together. It is never released. I had no idea they worked together, but uh, that would be one of the more, one of my more favorite uh, classic country musicians with one of my least favorite Bob Dylan. Don't know if I could sit through that. No, but back in the summer of 69, I worked at the Five and Dime. Yeah. Yeah. I played until my fingers bled. Those were the best days of your life? They were. And, I'm, and, you know, up until Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash didn't release this album. Yeah. Let's move on. This day in 1972, Italian tenor Luciano Pavarotti receives a record 17 curtain calls after his performance in La Fila du Regiment at New York's Metropolitan Opera. Um, boy, that that's a lot of standing and clapping. 17 curtain calls? Yeah. I, I, think, he, I think he was an egomaniac and he just kept going out. Like, we're going to get the record. We're going to do 17 times. Cheer, you get out there. Luciano Pavarotti on a treadmill. 
slim chance he's going nowhere. Real quick. Right. However that line was, I screwed that up. <laughs> the Bloodhound Gang. This day in 1987, Don Mattingly wins the highest salary arbitration with $1.975 million per year. Um, again, no story behind that on why he had to go to arbitration to uh, be awarded that in the first place. No. I always remember Don Mattingly uh, being a Yankee and having a big mustache. Um, he looks way younger without it. Yeah, he went on to become a general, uh, no, no, a coach for the Yankees, shaved it, and actually looked younger when he was a coach than he was when yeah, he was a player. and he was on the Dodgers for a minute, and now he's with the Marlins, I think. News to me. Moving on this day in 2004, If I Ain't Got You, single released by Alicia Keys. It is the Grammy Award Best Female R&B Vocal Performance in 2005 and Billboard Song of the Year in 2004. Alicia Keys is a wildly talented singer, songwriter, pianist, uh, just a a great talent. She's phenomenal. Yeah, she's a great talent. Very talented. Um, Not my cup of tea for music, but extremely talented. And then finally, this day in 2014, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon premieres on NBC. Can't believe it's been on since 2014. I feel like the show just started like a couple years ago. Yeah, not my favorite Tonight Show host, but he does a passable job much better than James Corden. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, who's your favorite? Is it Johnny Carson? Ooh, I think Conan O'Brien was always my favorite. Yeah, I know, and he got the shortest run. He did, he did. Yeah. When I look back, there's a lot of cringy, like with David Letterman lately. Oof. Yeah. Watch some of his old stuff. Not great. Well, folks, before we go out for the day, we've got a whole bunch of holidays to run down. Where we talk about the things that we like. Well, to celebrate, for instance, today is Ash Wednesday. If you are religious, you understand what Ash Wednesday is. For those yeah, of that, you, you'll see a lot of char- like chalk or something on their head. Yep. Today is yeah. Champion Crab Races Day. Oh, let's get going. We got to end the show. We got we got some crab racing to do. <laughs> it is my way day. Boy, that's it's always selfish. my way, bitch. It is National Cabbage Day, one of my least favorite vegetables mm. because it's basically just Ew. hard water. It is National Ew. Indian Pudding Day. I assume that that tastes like uh, curry based on the picture. Oh. It is National Public Science Day. So uh, go mm, out in public. Blind me. Blind me with it. <laughs> National PTA Founders Day. That's a parent-teacher association. It is National PTA. Café à la Day. Oui, 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 vijou. It is World Human Spirit Day. Oh, yes. Let your spirit out. Spirit soldier. <laughs> who Shall I Be Day. Tony, who shall you be? I will be Antonio Zavlipo today. I will be this Italian mobster from the east side, upper <laughs> west side. And finally, it is Random Acts of Kindness Day. So, folks, get out there, do a random act of kindness, surprise somebody with a uh, something good, something from the heart, because that's what day it is. But you should really be doing that every day. Folks, again, that does it for our Wednesday show. We will be back tomorrow on a Thursday with Florida Man. Ooh, you won't want to miss that. Folks, enjoy your Wednesday. We will see you all tomorrow. Peace!